0: Hi, my name is Rabbi Dr. Yosef Shagalov. In this podcast, I'm going to focus on assertiveness in general and assertiveness specifically with our children. How to best be assertive, how to best uh, talk to our children in a way that is most effective and gets them to listen to what we are saying with the least difficulty. Let's talk about communication with our children and in general. Communication falls into three categories usually sometimes our communication can be aggressive. Aggressive means when we talk to people, we talk in such a way that our communication is threatening. Threatening. It can be angry. It can be demanding. And it can come across as pushing somebody to do something, forcing them to do something. And then they're obviously going to resist that. The reason why they might resist it is because they do not like the fact that they're being pressured to do something, being forced to do something against their will. There are many ways in which we can sound aggressive. Aggressiveness can come from the loud voice which we use. Aggressiveness can come from a threatening posture. We threaten something. If you don't do this, I'm going to do that. All of these things will tend to bring out in the other person a resistance and an unwillingness to cooperate. Aggressiveness is when we come across forcefully. The other side of communication is passivity, which is when we're so kind, we're so sweet, maybe we're not even pushing at all, not being clear about what we want, but because we're afraid of hurting the other person, but even more so, we're afraid of being clear about what it is we want and what it is we need. It is interesting that for some people, they tend to fluctuate between passive and aggressive. For example, there are people who will often not want to communicate to their children because they don't want to be pushy, they don't want to sound angry, and so they won't communicate at all very strongly. But what tends to happen is, after a while, the things which we need done, the things which you're asking to get done, don't get done. And so... What tends to happen is we become more and more frustrated, we become more and more angry, and then our passivity turns into aggression. Because at some point we get so frustrated, the only way we are capable of being effective in influencing the other person to get things done is to start getting angry and to start yelling and to start shouting. That's the only way the other person realizes we're serious. But there is a third way. The third way is assertiveness. Assertiveness is by using the right communication to get across to people what it is we need, not in a way which is threatening, not in a way which makes other people feel that you are demanding something from them, but in a way that you're clear about what it is you need and how important it is to you, and also that you have a right as a parent or you have a right, or you have a need for what it is. And when you learn to speak up, taking out the heavy emotion out of your communication, we tend to get results, and people tend to listen to us a lot quicker. So, today, today, I'm going to talk about some of the elements of effective assertiveness communication. By the way, what I'm talking about tonight comes out of the work of a person called Marsha Linehan, who developed this for people with borderline personality disorder. Fortunately, one doesn't need to be a borderline personality disorder or need to deal with a person with borderline personality disorder to use these skills. These skills are very effective, and I have found that they work very well when we need to be assertive as parents. So let's start. The acronym which she uses and which I'm going to use tonight is called Dear Man. And Dear Man, the letters are D-E-A-R-M-A-N. And these are the letters which will help us remember the different skills which we need to use in communication. Now let's start at the beginning. Often, as parents, we don't need to be sophisticated in our communication. We can walk into a room and we can say, please clean up your room. Or, why is this room messy? And our children get the hint. And that's good enough. Or, please go into the car. Why are you hanging around? One or two words gets our children doing what they need to do. But sometimes it doesn't work. And so what we're going to talk about is the whole series of skills, which you can use if you need to. Sometimes you can use part of them. But in the more complicated cases, you want to use all of them. But understanding these skills well will help you to understand the nature of assertiveness. Let's start at the beginning. The first skill we're going to talk about is describe the details. When you communicate with somebody and you want to be effective, remember it's important to describe what it is which is going on. For example, when I go over to a child and I say to him, clean up your room, I'm not giving him much description. I'm not giving him much details of what's going on. If I want to be effective, I would want to describe the details, which is, I've been in your room for the last three days, and your room has been a mess, and I've been cleaning up your room for you. Those are the details. Tell him the details of what happened. Another example might be, when I'm asking somebody I need something from the store, I may say to them, can you go get me a glass, a bottle of milk? But when I talk about Using details, that's when I say to the person, we have no milk at home. Those are the details. Or we have no food at home. Or school is starting in 20 minutes. We need to get into the car. So we're giving the person the details, the context, why we want something from them. So describe details. Tell the person what is going on. What's going on in the environment? What's the background to what you need from them? The second thing is E. Express your emotion. Tell the person how you feel. For example, you come into your child's room and it's messy. You want to say, I am frustrated because I've asked many times for this room to be cleaned up and it's still not cleaned up. I would be happy if you clean it up. It makes me sad that your room is a mess. These are examples of expressing emotion. When we tell people our emotion, it gives them a better understanding of why it is we need what we need from them, so they can understand how we feel about it. It's different when somebody knows how you feel than when you don't say that at all. It's important also that when you're trying to communicate to somebody, and to tell them that you want something from them, and you want to be assertive, Not to talk about them, but to talk about yourself. To use I statements rather than you statements. Instead of saying, you never clean up your room, you make me so angry, or you make me so upset, we tend to use, to be more effective, it's much more useful to use words like, I feel ignored when you don't clean up your room. I'm feeling like, I'm totally being treated irrelevant because you're not doing what you need to do in your room. The next step is ask for what you want. It's funny because when we communicate, we often don't ask for what we want. We ask questions. But questions is not always a good way to get what we need. For example, you know that example I've been giving about the messy room, your kid's room is messy. We walk into our kid's rooms and we say, why are the toys all over the floor? Well, if you've got a kid who's a smart aleck, they're going to say, uh, because nobody picked them up. Or they're going to give some other answer. Asking a question is not being assertive. Another example you might do is you might walk into a room and say, huh, it's cold in here. Now, the assumption is that it's cold and you want the heat turned up. But the fact of the matter is, if you really want to be effective, it's important to ask for what you want. And so you would say, it's cold in here, can somebody please close the window? That is asking specifically, asserting for what it is you need. So when you walk into your child's room, instead of saying, why is this room a mess? Why hasn't anybody cleaned it up? The assertive way is to say, I need you to clean up the room before supper. That is an assertive way of doing something. Why isn't the garbage empty? Becomes, can you please take out the garbage? How come the table isn't set? Becomes, the table isn't set. I ask you to set the table. Can you please do it now? Those are examples of Assertive of A, asking, asserting for what you want, being clear. It's important to fully understand this because often we don't even know what we want. We can be angry at our children, we can be upset at people around us, we can be saying to them things like, Why are you doing this? Why aren't you listening to me? Or we can be saying, I feel like you're not listening, I feel like you're not responding to me effectively. But what we don't do and what we don't think about is we know what the problem is, but we haven't been clear with a person what is the solution. If I was to say to my children, you know, you're not being very respectful. The assumption is that they know how to be respectful. And I know a lot of parents tell me, well, of course, they know how to be respectful. But the truth of the matter is they may not. And it's important for us, when we talk to them, to be clear about what it is we want. So I may say, for example, something like this. You know, I feel like you're not being respectful. I talk to you, and you don't look me in the eye. Please look at me in the eye when I talk to you. Or, instead of saying, why don't you listen to me? You may say to your child, when I ask you to take out the garbage, I expect you to take out the garbage within two minutes. That is asking and being specific for what you want. If you don't say what you want, you're more unlikely to get what you want. Finally, we always wanna reinforce. We can reinforce verbally, and we can reinforce also with our actions. We can always say to somebody, for example, please clean up your room, and if your room is clean, then you can have some supper. Now, punishment is a form of a reinforcement, but as we know, punishments don't work that well. It is better to reinforce with a positive reinforcement than with a punishment. Reinforcing with a positive reinforcement is when I say to somebody, you know, um, you're making me upset right now because your room is a mess, but I want you to know if you clean up your mess, I'm going to be very happy and Then we're going to have some supper. So reinforcements, especially with younger children and especially with teenagers, works well. You can reinforce with your relationship, which means you say to a person, look, for me to be able to treat you like an adult, I need you to behave with me like an adult. That's also an example of a reinforcement. Or if you need something for me and you'd like me to cooperate with you, I'm going to need you to cooperate with me. That's an example of a reinforcement. It makes it very clear to the person you're talking about what's in it for them. Now usually, these four points of communication are enough to get across what you need and to be effective so that the other person does what you need. However, there are times when these four skills are not enough and we need to use what I call some more heavy-hitting skills, which is the second mnemonic mentioned, Man, M-A-N, which we will discuss during the next podcast. I am Rabbi Dr. Yosef Shigalov. This is the podcast for Yaldeh Shluch HaRebbe. I look forward to speaking to you next time.